Hey everyone, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. On this episode, I have a new co-host joining the show. His name is Cedric Papa, a high school history teacher and school counselor. He's been a great friend of mine for the past year, and I'm delighted to finally have him on the show. Also, I apologize in advance for the audio since it's the first time I recorded with someone using two phones in one small room. There will be slight cutoffs here and there in the audio on my end, but good news is, on Cedric's side, it's left intact, so you can hear more clearly, especially some valuable insight on today's emotion, care. That being said, let's dive in. Hey, Alex. Hey, Cedric. How are you, man? Um, good. I'm a little bit like a little. Well, I'm underplaying it. I'm sick. Okay. But I'm hoping that it won't affect you know your wonderful quality of podcast. But uh, just to let you know if there's a little cough here or there. I'm sorry, but that's my oh. body. Oh, don't worry about it. It's it's okay. No, I'm just glad that you're here on the show and you're able to make it. So, uh, welcome to Creative Emotions. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited, very hyped, feeling a lot of like feelings all at once. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to push through, right, no matter how sick I am and give you, you know, the show I think, you know, you deserve and stuff. So I'm oh, happy to be here. Thanks, man. Yeah, so today's uh, emotion is on uh, um, caring. So um, the question I have for you is when was the time – you felt someone or something cared for you the most? When was the time someone um, or something I felt cared for me the most? Um, Oh, okay. 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 I think I have an answer, Uh Uh, but it's two parts. Two parts. Okay. uh, In doing so, I want to be able to kind of demonstrate what I feel is um, the dimensions of care. So, um, I think it'll be really nice to kind of talk about these two things. But again, bear with me. It is going to be, um, hopefully it's not too long, but um, all right. So the first one I think is a very typical form of care, but I think it's one very important in people's lives. Um, And so I'm going to set up this scenario uh, to kind of give you an understanding of like this form of care. So I had recently broken up with my ex-girlfriend, perhaps like maybe a year ago. And on that, yeah, almost a year ago. And the reasons why I, I broke up with her um, were because, for the most part, I just couldn't foresee a future with her as the way I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't mean I didn't care for her. If anything, it felt like that the reason I had to break up with her is because I didn't want us to, like, I couldn't care for her and myself and, and just be able to have a really productive and happy relationship Um with all of that going on. So when I initially broke up with her, it was, it was heart wrenching. It was out of the blue for her. She felt completely um, just caught off guard, betrayed, and she was crying. And I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that, or if anyone has ever seen anything like that, but it's, it breaks your heart to kind of like to, to having to do something that, you know, they don't want you to do, whatsoever and they're willing to just do and say anything to kind of throw everything out the window just to keep you and it was just tough to be in that part 
obviously not as tough as for her. But once it was done, I felt, okay, it's done. Until about a month later, we happened to see each other at a club. And then there's a part of me that because I kind of broke up, because I felt I wasn't ready to continue with her, but I still like very much wanted to know if she was doing well, if we could and we could be friends and just how, how her mental state was. Like my curiosity and my general care for her as a person, I, I approached her and then like as we're talking, it, it starts off civil and then it breaks down all over again completely it's a re it's the sequel of of the breakup this time i wasn't ready so i'm breaking down too like i'm completely doubting all of my decisions i'm lost i'm questioning my worth as a person like you know like what i did was wrong and like and so you know i i completely am just utterly just in the dark and just sad and broken um and then I knew I needed to do something. Now, this is important to realize. By the time this, is, this happens to me, it's four o'clock in the morning. And I, I, at this point, you're like, what am I going to do? And if you're lucky enough to have this care, you, I believe, like, this is something that every person needs. Like, there should be a person in your life that when you are that distraught, that you could call and they're willing to help you out. Or at least you could ask them and you, at least it comes into your mind that you could do that. They may not be able to for whatever reason and you can't fault them for that because it's an unreasonable amount of time, how incredibly inconvenient and inconsiderate. But at least you're like, like this person would understand and I need to talk to this person. And when I did, right, like she was able to care for me in a way that made me reestablish my worth and my value and who I am. And in a sense, like collect all the pieces and, and put them back together. Would I say I was fully healed? No, but I felt like I wasn't falling apart. And like, that's really important in somebody. And I think that's like the most obvious form of care to have you know, like an individual who can see you broken and knows how to help you get your, you back together again, whatever, however that may be. So I think that's just really important to have. Like, that's the first one. Right. And now, right now, this is going to be weird because I feel like that's very like clear. Like if you got, if you got your boy, you got your girl, like, yes, like that's good. But Another form of care is something that we maybe not appreciate as much, right? Until we get older or we kind of think about it more or we're separate from an incident that occurs. Um, and the way I'm going to describe it is through my ex, my first ex-girlfriend. And we were together for a very long time. Um, but one thing that, one thing that I, we never seem to agree upon is what I should be doing with my life. Um, and she's, and for everyone listening, uh, here's some context. Uh, I teach, uh, right now I'm a world history teacher, um, teaching summer school and I love it. I love that job. It, I feel, I find it fulfilling, but the girlfriend that I was with 
did not believe I should be doing that. And I even expressed to her, this is my dream. I, I love doing it. But she just looked at me and she's like, you should not be a teacher. You should be doing so much more. And that's really, and if anyone's ever heard that phrase, it's really painful to hear that the thing that you want to do is not what you should be doing or you, you don't belong there based off someone you, who cares about you says that. And I think, right, when I think about that, I think that is really hurts. But the reason why I think this is the most I was ever cared for is that she was telling me something that nobody would ever really tell me because she was that invested about who I was. She wanted me to become a lawyer or she, she said like, you're so capable of being a lawyer. You're so smart. Like you shouldn't be like settling for this position or whatever it may be. And I was like, I, in the initial, I was really hurt. Like, how can you not believe in my dream of this? But and that's where the discrepancy is. I, as much as that hurt me, I don't think it was malicious. Like, I don't think she was meant to hurt me. Mm-hmm. She was caring for me, but in a way that I did not like. Mm-hmm. Like, that very stark, honest, and also at the same time, like, she did not care for, like, what I perceived as my short term, right? Like, my feelings at the time. And she's just like, no, like, you deserve more. And don't be a baby. Go for higher. Go for more. And I think we see this most manifested. And I think in a lot of communities, we see this a lot. Like the expectation of our parents wanting more for us or different for us. um, And then them not taking us seriously about what we would care for and what we want. And we don't feel like they care about our dreams, our goals, our ambitions. And but... The reality is, is that they care about us, but just not the way we would want them to. And I think about that, right? Like, I think about the first one, like, yeah, that's really great. Like, someone did that, and I was like, they were there for me, and they helped me out. But then I also think, like, the other person is also important to you, you know? To kind of be like, no more BS. Kick you out of the doorway, Find your independence, find your strength, find your value. Um, you'll appreciate it later, maybe. We'll see. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. And so, like, the one thing I worry about, right, in in the scenarios is, like, being cared for the, mo- being cared for the most, I think. Okay. Do I want someone to care for me, care about my feelings in the present, or do I want someone to care for my success in the future? And I think that's something we will all have to tackle with one day or another. If you happen to have a family, if you have friends, whatever it may be, like how, how will you care for, for the people around you? And like, what will you do to show you, to show that care? And, you know, if it's disagreeable with someone, are you really caring for them? I don't know. But I mean, that's like, right. I think that's the, those are the ways I wanted to answer that question because uh, I was, I felt cared for the most in both of those scenarios. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. It's, it's a little bit of a mixture of, of, of a, both of a positive reinforcement. 
um, that you were a very meaningful person in your life. While the other one was just really painful and straight to the point, but it's also carrying the weight, just kind of saying that, listen, I've seen this before, and I don't want the same scenario to happen to you again. Right. And, and it's, it's really interesting how, how you brought that up in, in that sort of sense. And I really think that, um, that having those two different types of perspective of how people see care can either grow from it or can be a negative impact on them as well. All right. All right. This is really, that's really good stuff. Cause like, I think about that, like, you know, you're understanding these versions of care, right? So then I'll ask a question because I think your insight's really important. And oh. I feel like I'm already thinking of this question in my mind. All right. So if you have these forms of care, then what is your ideal form of care, Alex? My ideal form of care? Your ideal form of care. Correct. Oh, wow. Um, like from another person to me? Or... Uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah. How do you want to be cared for ideally, right? Like what is like, okay, perfect. Uh, mm, I would say best scenario. Like, okay, how do you, well, how, what is your ideal form of care? What do you, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> okay. Um, like my form of care from someone to me is really just, you know, just giving the freedom to be myself. Um, I feel like a lot of people uh, that I experienced with um, um, over the past few years, like roommates or landlords, um, and they've really kind of pressured me into doing things that I didn't like doing. Mm. Um, a good example is when I was uh, living, when I moved out from my mom, my mom's house, uh, when I uh, ran away from home. Mm -hmm. uh, and had my first uh, roommate, um, who's also was my uh, first landlord. Um, and what happened was uh, we had this sort of exchange with each other. And the exchange was really, um, I would pay rent, but also take care of the house at the same time. And he would actually expect more from me. So in the situation of that, I was really trained out of, of this person rather than being on equal footing, equal ground. It didn't feel like he didn't care for me. It felt like he was asking too much from me. And because of that, I just do all the things I could for him because he had this really high expectation that I could never reach. Uh, like for cleaning, cleaning the house, he would expect more from that, which is absolutely ridiculous in my part because can't have it more clean than it already is. You know? Fair enough, fair and enough. I feel like that's how I feel in my situation of my form of care because I want to be treated the same way as other people treat me. And that's when it's a lot of respect, a lot of freedom and, you know, personal boundaries. Because the thing with me is that I'm different in that sort of sense. Uh, I'm not the type of person who is uh, as approachable kind of person, but I actually have to grow out of that scenario, if that makes sense. I mean, it, it does make sense in this, like, if you feel like, right, like, I think you're super approachable. People just need to, like, 
just just get to know you more but i think the initial right is always kind of tough but i think in general yeah it's like being able to open yourself up so that you get the care that you you would want and i think that's always tricky to kind of do and um i think that's just really really important um to think about when you're um deciding like how you want to be cared for like i'm glad like it's so awesome that you have like freedom as one of your ideal forms of care because i don't think people realize like someone letting you do be you is a form of care you know like you would think like oh whatever he's doing whatever he wants to do i don't care and you're like that's not true like i care that's why i'm letting you do whatever you want to do that's why i want you to do whatever you want to do you know like if you want to go do that okay go ahead you know i care about you i care about you I don't care about what I believe for you. I care about you. And I think that's really important to realize in, in our forms of care. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you, man. I totally I agree with so much of that. So much. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I think the next question that I want to ask you then is, what kind of caring actions do you like to give? And what kind of caring actions you you like to receive back? Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, let me go give first. Um, actually, no, let me go receive. First. Oh, okay. Because I, the memory or the, how I will kind of paint the picture uh, is more clear in that one. So receive. So what kind of caring actions do I like to receive? So let me start off by saying what I like to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I feel is uh, I really like to, how I know someone cares or what I like to feel is like enthusiasm, right? Attentiveness and respect. So like those three things are like, uh, are like really important to me only because, and this is why I'm going to, why they, they, it's so clear in my mind is because I teach, right? And so I imagine all of my students and like, I want them to care about the things that I am telling them and the care about, in a sense, all of the content that I'm telling them about. And I have to figure out like, well, how do I know you care? And then, and, and it's in those three things. It's like, are they enthusiastic about what we're doing in the class, right? Are they attentive? Are they following, like, all of the tasks and all of the, like, assignments that they're doing? And then are they being, like, respectful, like, to myself and specifically to the other students in the classroom? And I think to me, it's like, if you can do that, like, if you, if you show me those things, I feel like you're really caring for me. You're really caring about the stuff that I'm putting out there and I'm putting myself out there for you. And if you show those three things, it's like, yeah, like you get it. Like, and you do care. And that's like, okay, those are awesome things to me. So like, um, but I'll tell you this on that. And this is like a, a weird tangent, but I think it's appropriate. I think a lot of teachers, when they look at their students, they think they don't care, right? Um, and the reality is, it's like, they probably don't. I'll be honest. I mean, like, when you think about, like, uh, like the, stuff that, the stuff that you're learning in your class, you don't really care about the stuff. But I think what people, students care about when they don't realize it or not is the teacher. And I think when they see that the teacher cares, they will begin to care. Um, but you can't be inauthentic about it. So one of the things I, I always kind of like let myself know and realize is that if you want 
a certain form of care. And this is when I think about my students. You have to be able to, to initiate it. And how are you going to do that? Because you can't expect to assume. You can't assume young people are going to come and say, like, now I want to learn, right? Or you can't hope. Like, it's going to be like Dead Poet Society. Oh, dear. Or like, um, you know, Stand and Deliver. All these teacher movies where you say one good speech and suddenly, oh, my God, you've awakened their inner learner. And they just suddenly decide to be good at learning. Like, if you want them to care, you have to show them that you care first because they are kids. Because they, they are like, you know, like less knowledgeable, less wise. Less knowledgeable, less wise in... In, in the world and in that regard into towards people so if you feel like your kids don't care you have to ask yourself are you do you care enough to make them care and if you don't then just live with it but if you do then you have to be able to understand them enough to like get that care to come out so like one thing that i think teachers do is a is a like you know like is a mistake is this here's the assignment and, and then they just leave or they just you know whatever for me it's like i give me directions and then i'll ask if you have any questions and then once they start the assignment i walk around and i i, I just say like hey how are you doing like is everything doing well like uh this is oh like oh you're doing well on this assignment like showing them that i'm present for them allows them to be comfortable and it, it allows them to be like okay like he does care and i can start caring too you got to give them permission to care they they gotta know that they gotta be able to trust you in that and if you can do that then you're you're gonna be fine and you're gonna see that enthusiasm you're gonna see that attentiveness you're gonna see that respect because just like with everybody else you gotta give it to get it and that's the same thing with kids too you know so keep that in mind uh, I, I I just I, that's how I know I care but that's how I know I, like I love teaching because like those are the things that I feel like feel care for and you know young people are willing to give it if you can give it back to them right mm -hmm. so okay uh but now right um how do I know uh what actions do I like to give so because I'm a teacher and I've essentially I've essentially created a I've essentially found a job that develops that care I really like to solve problems Solve problems for people. Uh, I really like to listen to people, to be attentive for them, and then I really like to just provide like questions, insightful questions to to really have them figure out what is the issue, and then I don't just be like, okay, well that's your issue, bye, right? I think if, if this is the issue, well, what are the steps we're gonna you would have to take to resolve it? And they can, and for me, I don't like them to be overcomplicated or vague. You know, it's like, oh, like, like, I, it's like, oh, like, the reason why I don't like this person is because I, I, I'm just not honest with myself. And, and then I say, well, just be more honest with yourself. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Right. And so, like, to me, I like to be specific, but simple. And so, uh, and then just make sure that those goals happen. And I care for people that way, like, the action of being attentive, of being emotional in that regard i feel like I do the best at um and that's how i feel like i those are my caring actions like i am that friend who will like listen to you and you can say whatever you want and not feel judged and i will be honest with you but in a way that's considerate yeah so that's those are my those are my caring actions uh that i like to give 
And um, I hope that if if I ever see you, if you ever see me, and if you ever want to talk, like I'm um, I'm open both ears. If I if I if I have the time, I'm gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's so that's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys being a teacher to be able to handle students and actually give the time to them and actually put on the effort to you know do the action actually um, pay attention to them and not only just go on like on test and go on Facebook all day. Uh, I've been hearing from some some teachers from my other friends. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, that's really insightful how um, to really to put in every single effort that you can to each student and to help in return to feel that same I think that's really brilliant. Like for me, like what's really important to me, what I really care about a lot is helping people, right? Like I really do. I think we don't realize like, or we just never really come to the idea of like, okay, like what is it? What are the things that I really care about? Like, I think we say that question all the time, but we, we say it in kind of like in an idealistic way. Like, I really, I really care about, like, saving the earth. I'm like, who doesn't? But what is it that you really care about that could be distinctly different from other people? Right? Like, I ask my students this all the time. Like, what makes you so you? Like, what do you care about? Hmm. And then it's like, and then they just say things that are, like, the same as the person next to them because they think it sounds nice. And I'm like is that what you really care about? Because it's like, you care about good grades, but why didn't you study for this test? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm like, so then I, how about this? Um, all right, Alex. Uh, like, I, I, you're much more intelligent than most of my students. So if I ask you this, if, if you ask, if I ask you this question, right. right, maybe you can give me an answer that I feel like, yeah, it's going to be really thoughtful and it's going to add value. Um, what do you care about the most, Alex? What do you care about the most? Oh, wow. You know, that's a really broad question, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but then it's like what I want them, what I always emphasize is you. Like, you, 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 you. Like, let's assume nobody was listening and this is like your most intimate secret. Do you care about like cats the most? Or do you care about like making sure like your neighbor like knows that you're the one who uh, left like the flaming bag of poop on the on the doorstep? Like revenge? I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, oh, I think we always assume that this is like uh, we should care about. We should care about like there's like a, a list of things you should care about, quote unquote. But then there's a list of things that we do care about, but we never talk about. Right. So I, I want to know what's on that other list. Well, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, like brutally, brutally honest with you, Cedric. Um, okay. The number one thing, um, the most important thing that I care about is myself. Um, Dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, look, but I, I think I understand what you're going to go with it, but I, let, let, yeah, let me know. Well, let me know why, why yourself is the most important thing uh, that you care about. Well, um, yes. Yeah, so just to make sure, just to let our audience know, um, it may sound selfish, but, you know, when, when we wake up every day, who do we wake up with? You. When we, I, I, he's he's referring to himself, folks. Oh, yeah, just just to be very clear about that. But yes, I agree. <laughs> you wake up with yourself. Yourself. Nice. Yeah, and the same scenario happens when you, when you go to sleep as well. Who when who do you go to sleep with? Yourself. 
you know? And throughout the whole 26 years of my life, I didn't realize how important I was until I started my journey seven years ago. When when I decided to explore, okay, who is this? Who am I? What am I doing on Earth? And I have no one else to look at look forward to i have no one to look after to but only me who is going to take care of me that's like that's that's amazing because like i really resonate with that 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 sentiment because i think you when you're with people like you know like you yeah like you can't help but to compare you can't help but to attach Um, I feel like that's our instinct, but when you are alone, it forces you to to figure out that question, to answer that question, and then, but in it, it has just so much value. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. That's really really awesome. And so, okay, um, so then, like in that time, you figure it out, right? Like what you care about yourself the most. So, like, I can I can I ask, like, in what ways you feel like you you have been caring for yourself yeah so the times that uh the things that i've taken care of myself is really like doing the things that i enjoy doing and really you know put all my effort and time to it so like let's say for the things i'm i'm passionate about as well like i'm passionate about dance i'm passionate about playing video games i'm passionate about um you know being around my friends and family it's the, these are the things that really it's back to about caring about myself to be able to spend time with these people because I'm putting the effort because I care. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes the most sense. Like, honestly, like, like I feel like when we decide to do that, when we like, okay, like understand what I care about, like, it trickles down to everybody else like okay like this is who you are and i i get it and like and i understand how you care for things and like and then it's just like when you put in the passion you develop yourself people want to care about you too like you just i think people always we always kind of think of it as in a backwards way we're like if i care for others they'll care for me yeah but then it's like if you care for yourself apparently people will care for you too mm-hmm. like for some reason and I think it's it's this idea like and I, I don't know if it's if this is the case or not. It's like this idea of value, yeah, like value. Yeah, value. And it's just like you know, like you know, are you are you developing? Are you caring enough to make yourself valuable? You know, like, and are you doing the things that make you happy? And people can see that and they're like, oh yeah, like I want to be around that person. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly I just I just start to care about what that person does because they are just so happy. They're living their best life. And I'm like, okay, I get it. That's why I'm like, I'll be honest. Like, that's probably a partial reason why I'm like here with this podcast with you. because you are like living, like you're pursuing your passions. You know how to do that. And I want to be around that. And like, it's, I'll be honest about it. And it's like, that's really, really cool. Like I, and I get it. Like I, like, because you cared for yourself, I suddenly starting to care, mm-hmm. you know? And like, and I think that's what I think. Like, I don't know if that's a key to success, but I definitely feel like it's, 
It's like on the keychain of success. Well, I guess. Uh, if we're going to talk about success, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah, that's definitely going to be an AK <laughs> but just know that it carries on that keychain. I'm gonna, I'm, we'll see. We'll see, I think. <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah, and probably the next question I want to ask you then is, oh, this is a very deep one. When was the time you cared about someone or something more than yourself? Oh, well, this is like the question, huh? Yeah, it's the it's, question. It's, it's the question that like really defines, I think, who you are as like a man, a woman, like like father, husband, wife, like whatever. Like it's like this idea of like you know, like what relationships do you have that are just so important? that you're willing to sacrifice your own identity for. And I, I'm glad you asked me this because I don't think a lot of people have really, uh, that I know at least, um, that have really done that. Like, um, because the question is complex because I think about this often about like myself. Like, why am I doing this? Is this for myself or is this for another person? But the one example I do have is my first girlfriend like um yeah well, first okay well this is like my like okay so this girlfriend she was like i was with her and all right i hope the audience isn't too shocked but i was with her for nine years of my life from 20 to 29 uh and when you think about that it's like people always whenever i tell this to people they're like oh my god like that's so long. Like, why didn't you like you? You're the calculus in most people's heads are just like, well, why didn't you marry her? Like, what went what went wrong? And I feel like it's not necessarily what went wrong. It was just never right. And but the reason why I this is my example is because the nature of our relationship, like, I knew that I deeply cared for her because. I was in so much pain when I was with her because I was doing things against my own will or judgment. I was questioning like my own, like, like understanding of what love should be and how it should be. And I was like, you know, I was just doing everything I can to be in that relationship and stay in that relationship. Um, and I don't, think we're both of us we were just we were just very different and we were just unable to to really adjust but the reality is, is like we knew we cared for each other because like we never wanted to let go and for me specifically it was a question about who I was as a person this is why it's it's so hard to understand if it was really for her or if it was really for me because I really did get caught up in this idea of like being like the one good thing in her life because in context her she was the type of person who didn't have that many friends who had a really troubled family life and her she hated her career uh, at the time so almost every other institution or aspect of her life was miserable except for one thing which was me and then it got into my head like are you really going to break away from all of this, uh, from her misery, um, just so that you can be happy? And I was like, is it worth it? 
is that something you can do? Are you a good person doing that? And for a long time, I would tackle the question. And sometimes I think I would have an answer um, just to justify or rationalize why I was there. But even when I thought to re-question, time was passing by. And I spent nine years with that singular person in, in not a constant state of misery, but I was trapped in misery. Like there was pockets where we could be happy, but so rare and so like, like small that I just, I felt confined. Mm-hmm. Um, so when outside circumstances finally had changed, like I thought I was like, you know, like, oh, like this is our lives, you know? But when outside circumstances finally changed for the better for her, like suddenly the last little bits of myself that cared for me were screaming at the top of their lungs, like, hey, you need to get out now or you're just not going to you're not going to fulfill any of the dreams you had set out for yourself that you're just going to sacrifice all of the values you had at the beginning or whatever values you have now for the sake of this person. And, you know, like it was tough because she was on her rise and I let her go. And, you know, she kind of felt it too, but she was like, well, you know, like, can we still be friends? And I tried, I really did. I tried to still care for her. But I, I realized even more, like, as soon as I let go of one part, it just started avalanching. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it halfway. And that's something that we all have to think about sometimes. Like, how capable of, how much care are you really capable of having? Like, what are the reasons why you're caring so much? And once they're gone, are you really still able to care for those things? And so that's why, like, I, I know I cared for her for myself because I was, and this is a graphic image. I was like cutting swaths of my soul off just to try to fit into the relationship. Um, her too, though. I'll be honest. Like, she did not agree about how I lived my life. She, I did not agree about hers. And we, we were just like, Ugh. But at the same time, it's like, oh, you're all I have. And I care about you. And I don't want you to get hurt. But even though, like, I, I'm just like, oh, I despise you. And it was the epitome of dysfunction. Um, and that's the one thing I, I really realized I learned. I, in trying to care for her, I lost myself. And when you, yeah, when you care for someone more than yourself, you lose yourself. You just don't pay attention to that part of you. And it just goes away. Mm-hmm. And it takes, and it sucks because you, you try to find it back, but opportunities are gone. You're not quite who you were. But it's okay. You just have to reevaluate. And you just got to be strong about it. I don't, I don't regret my time with, with my ex-girlfriend um, because I know I'm a better man for it. But I would not recommend it to anybody else. I would say listen to people on whatever podcast you're listening to and hear that wisdom. Try to visualize that wisdom, right? And then, you know, you know care for yourself, but sometimes you got to learn things the hard way. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying is like, when it comes to care, right, just don't be careless about it, which is weird to say. Like, don't be careless about your care, but don't lose yourself trying to care for somebody else. Because at the end, I, I, I can tell you it's, it's not worth, it's not going to survive. You know, it's just not.
you know, it, it is what it is on that sense. Yeah, yeah, Cedric, that was really, really deep. Um, you know, thank you for sharing that. No worries, no worries. I'm glad that I'm I'm able to share it. Yeah, because you know? the interesting thing that I, I I noticed from that is how you tied your your emotions with with your ex girlfriend. Like when you were happy, or when she was happy, and you became happy, or when she was sad, you became sad. Correct. Uh, literally, it seems like you put your emotional center into her. Like That's you were putting like, no longer your girlfriend. I am happy when she's happy. Yeah, it's like this weird, like codependent like a two trees growing into each other oh, God, like oh. weird like awkward like dbz fusion <laughs> like it's just like i don't know if anyone understands the reference but it's just like you know it's like you think you're gonna be like goten but it, or or whatever the fusion is uh or vegito and or whatever but you're like a fat slob and awkward yeah so you just like you you lose your identity and you you yeah you are completely your happiness your sadness your dreams your values are contingent on another person and there's something uh, i think there's just something inherent not i i feel there's something inherently wrong with that it, it you're divorcing yourself from yourself for a, for something and you know like if they're if it's not 100% you're going to feel it you really are and i and i think and then what's important about this is like it our mind is a person but sometimes people feel it for things like for like whatever institutions that they might be in like like it could be religion it could be like in um like their career it can be you know like when they love something like a project that they're into you know like where they have to do whatever they can right and i think the one time i see it the most right is in people's art Okay. Right. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know if you see this too, Alex. It's like people are like, they will do anything to to create or to develop their art form or whatever it may be, or they like lose their self in their art. Yeah. I, I like. Yeah. They're trying so hard for this particular goal because they they cater or care for it, and I think like honestly, like this is an important issue because, um, all like every artist knows that your art has some deep emotional connection that's why i think we have the podcast and i think one of those deep emotional connections is your care for it right like like how like like do you like people say like if if you really care about your art you'll make it i'm like whoa that's really rude like like and then like are you willing to sell out for your art or whatever it is so okay can i ask yeah yeah all right um to me, like, I, you're a deeply caring person, Alex. I know that. So, and I know you're deeply artistic. Thank so you. So let's see what those two combined things happen. How does your care impact your art and creativity? Mm. So, wow. Okay. What's really interesting, uh, how you said that, um, I really liked how you actually put those two together. Um, but how I put my care into my creativity is letting its raw form come out. Ooh. So I, I actually kind of analyzed some of my other fellow dancers and, you know, my friends who are in the creative field. And I feel like there's this little trend where it's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be 100% 
this right. Everything's got to look right. Everything's got to have this amazing looking structure. And to me, I don't care much about perfection at all. I I believe perfection's overrated. Oh, okay. That's why when I say raw form, in my sense, it's it's really about being able to freely express yourself, really to have that freestyle and and expressing who you are as a potion, as a person. Potion. What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) Could be because we mixing it up right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. As a person, you know who I am as Alex. Here's, you know, here's my emotion that I'm pouring out in the most raw and most original form possible. Because if everyone was perfect in their art form, everyone would look the same. That's yeah. what I'm thinking perfection means to me, that everything looks like the same. And sure. I mean, that's super boring. You know, it doesn't differentiate who is Cedric. Right. Is Alex, who is, you know, um, Madonna? Who is, right, right, like Annie Art. Like, who, who is Lady Gaga with her meat? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, like all these things. Yeah, I get that. Like, I think this idea of like, I, I, I completely understand this idea of like the value of like raw, like imperfection, unrefined, uh, just because that's when a thing is the most different, right? And then we try to develop i think perfection right by a set of standards that we we don't know why like we just think that's perfect or like that's what it's going to look like or that's what it's going to look like and i'm like okay but i think in general yeah like and then what's interesting about you is like that's how you you, you let something be raw or unrefined and that's how you show care which i think is like oh like i'm going to let you be you and i'm going to let you develop as you see fit because that's your journey and I care about your journey that way as other people are like I care about you and your journey should be this and your journey should be that right like in, you know whatever maybe your art should look like this if, if you really care about your art mm-hmm. and I think you're just like no like you're so uniquely you like there's never gonna be a person like you so you go and you do you and you let us, you show us what you, what you got. And we're going to, people will appreciate or they won't, but that's on them. That's on them. I think that's really, really cool. Cause I think that's, it's really nice to know that again, it, it makes sense to the idea of like your freedom, like freedom, openness. You, that's your forms of care and you approach it with your art. Cause I see your freestyles all the time and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because that's, that's someone who cares about their art but not for the sake of like perfection but for someone who is like i'm gonna be wholly unique like i'm here to not just play the game well i'm here to change the whole game and i think that's that's important that's a quality that you need you need to be like okay like whatever it is that you believe in that's cool i believe in this and i'm okay with believing in this and i think that's really really nice that you care about your art in that way Wow, really, really cool. Well, I mean, do the same thing to you, Cedric. Oh. I mean, you really changed from not just doing... This guy used to be a salsa dancer. I'm not used to... I'm still a salsa dancer. But, but, yes, very much so. Like, I am, I am going into this world. And, woo, 
Ooh, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, I, and like I, I want to ask that same question to you. Like, how do you share your care towards your? Oh heart? man, I'll be like it's I like I I I admire you because I don't know if I'm quite like you. Like, <laughs> you don't have to be like me. No, I, I I know I know that's the thing, but I that's what I'm saying. Like I think that idea of like you know it's like well, you care for yourself so much that I start to care for like about you too. Oh, and like I, I I see that I like that way of caring. I'm like wow, that's really cool. Um, because like for me, like I care for my art form, like in our scene in salsa. Oh man, it's it's different. It's it's different than in the urban community. I think the urban community invites is more hospitable to this idea of openness right creativity like all these different like walks of dance come in here and like yes bring bring what you got you're so dope like and then yeah you wholly unique where where i come from there's like a fight it's a fight between like the old guard and the new guard and um how to keep salsa relevant and open because it's no longer you know it's not the mainstream you know it doesn't have the advantage of being a top 20s hit and uh being out there like it it survives uh by the community that really seeks it out and we also have to think about trying to preserve it but at the same time helping it grow and what i care about when i came into this community when i came into the urban dance community i saw so many amazing elements and i wanted to be a part of that and then i wanted right those elements those like mentalities to come back to our to to the salsa and like bachata community which is the other dance i dance and it's like because there's so many things we could be learning growing developing i care about salsa that way like we should be growing and developing and and pushing ourselves to to not necessarily be more perfect but at least not be stagnant you know and um and so I feel like, how are we not going to do that? And in that form, like, I'm very, like, persistent. It's, like, my main motivation. Sometimes it sucks. I'll be honest, because, like, I go out here, I care about being, trying to do this well, because I'm trying to transport things, like, clearly and well. But when, so when I'm, you know, when I feel like I'm not doing well in the urban dance community, you know, uh, I feel like I'm not, I'm not the guy. Like that's gonna be able to to bring all this amazing like technique and skill set and you know mentality to salsa, even though I so badly want to, because it can improve like like so many things or change so many things. But at the same time, I'm like I'm the only one I feel like that's out here doing it. So if it's not me, then who? And so it's tough, like because I care so much about doing it well to the point where I'm like, if it's not going to be me, maybe I should stop because it's hurting my feelings, you know? But at the same time, it's like, I care enough to be like, if I'm the only person in the room that is willing to do it, if there's only one person who, who's willing to do the job, uh, yeah, sure. Let me be him. I'll, I'll do it because this is that important to me. So I think in that sense, like, like my care for, for the art of salsa dancing, urban dancing, dancing in general, like, it's really like it's really passionate in me. It kind of turns me upside down sometimes, right? Um, I like it because um, on the creativity side, it's just like I, I bring movement that nobody's ever really seen before. 
uh, when I go back to that other place. And I'm hoping to do the same thing too. Like, you know, like, if, I mean, I feel like the urban dance community has a lot, but you know, like where the salsa at? And I'm like, you know, like, what, what, what can we offer to you guys? If there's anything, you know, just let, you know, let me know. I'm, I'm all about merging, about bringing together community. Cause that I feel like when you have community, you must have care mm-hmm. and that's when that's just really important to to me and that's what keeps me going and i think when we do it in our art forms that's when like you see like the clearest example of like of caring and, and all of that stuff mm-hmm. yeah well hey you know thank you cedric for being on the show with me and you know being we did it yeah. we did it um but you're really cool <laughs> Okay, but I mean, in general, it's again. I can't say enough. Like, thank you for letting me be a part of this with you. Cause, like, I, I mean, I never thought like I would have the opportunity to do a podcast, and I would, and then I never thought I would be someone who would do a podcast. But I saw this opportunity, and I was like, I want to try. I want to try, and out of all the people who I would try with, Alex is the guy. Alex is the guy. Hopefully, we can go into episodes later why he's the guy. But for now, just know he's the guy. He's the guy for sure. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, um, thank you for everyone for listening to our our podcast. I hope um, this episode has been very insightful for you. This was probably our very first long podcast. So. Again, we apologize if it's too long. Um, let us know in the comments how we could probably be less long, whatever. Um, I think I'm going to be here for a while. So if your comments are get rid of that guy, um, I'm sorry. Just, just I, I can be better, I promise. But other than that, guys, it's, it's been a great pleasure. And I, I look forward to, like, you know, talking to you more. And Alex, um, you're the best. <sighs> Stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, alright but yeah uh, please follow us um, if you like please listen to more of our episodes um, please follow us on Instagram um, at L3LACK uh, Froth underscore Lee L-E, uh, and uh, Cedric uh, how are uh, so my Instagram handle because I didn't take it that seriously at the time when I made it it's gonna be uh P A or it's gonna be at P A P A C E D D Y eight eight. So it's Papa Seti eighty eight. If you're if you see a picture of a person dancing salsa, like like posing in salsa, that's most likely me. Um, again, let me know. Uh, I'm gonna be on this podcast for a bit, so I hope you know, like um, you know, I'll follow you. You follow me. Not in a weird way, but whatever it is, right? And then again, uh, I think we're looking forward to make creating like an IG uh, for the podcast yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, we will definitely do that. Um, most likely gonna happen very soon. Very soon. So look forward to that, right? And we look forward to you know you guys. And if you enjoy the show, you know subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I think we're on Apple and Spotify. And also, like, you know, spread the love, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let your creativity, you know, flow through your emotions and uh, let us know how that's going for you. All right. Uh, take care, everyone. And have a great day.